you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Hello, welcome to yet another bonus episode. This one was originally released on our old podcast on December 2nd, 2022. And uh, again, it's me and Chip talking about Quentin Tarantino movies. That Because uh, on this show, we don't do Quentin Tarantino movies. We do movies that he likes or recommends. So thought that you might want to hear what we thought about these movies. So we hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I'm here with his cousin, Chip. Hello, everybody. See how that works a lot better when Chip's moved into his house, has the internet, he's Mm -hmm. quicker, and it's not a lag, and I'm not stuttering (laughs) um, on the video. Um, So so today, Chip says three trailers came out. I only knew of one. Mm -hmm. My friend Jason over there at Popcorn Promises was like, hey, check out Indiana Jones. We're big Indiana Jones fans. Him and I, we've done Raiders on his podcast. You should go listen to it. It's real funny. Um, And we did uh, Temple of Doom on mine and Mm -hmm. Last Crusade. We haven't done the last one yet. So maybe I'll go back on his show and we'll do that one. (laughs) That'll be a real Um, fun one. Well, yeah, he was like, oh, you're going to stick me with that piece of shit. I'm like, (laughs) you know, but him and I both think it's fun, but it was a little uh, over the top. Yeah. Um, But anyway, some other trailers came out. So we figured we'd talk a little bit about these. Um, Chip said, did you see the Transformers trailer? Now, when we talked about Beast Wars before, I was thinking it was going to be like a cartoon that was coming out, like a cartoon Um, movie, animated movie. And then I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, it's like be like live action CGI, but live action. Well, and what I was worried about, what we had talked about was the fact that they went back, you know, with Bumblebee, they did Gen 1 and everybody was like, fuck yeah, Gen 1, you know, it's awesome. and, uh, And they did that. On the Bumblebee movie, they did Gen 1 for Bumblebee and for Optimus, right? That yes. was on Bumblebee as well. Yeah. yeah, because the people that you saw in the beginning of Bumblebee weren't on Earth yet, so they hadn't taken any other forms. So right. there were, they were, like I think even uh, like the toys that I have at work or whatever, the um, Soundwave, because mm-hmm. he's obviously not going to change into a tape recorder. He's some type of hover vehicle kind of a thing with oh, right. a space yeah. looking ship thing um but he looks the same when he transforms into robot form so it's pretty cool but um yeah so i was worried because when i went and saw bumblebee i came out of that and there was a guy standing there with a little digital pad saying we wanted to take a survey and so i was like, all right sure mm-hmm. one of the first questions was what was the reason for you to come see this movie and automatically, I looked down to where it said Gen 1, and, went, and I, I clicked on that. Because mm-hmm. I want them to know you need to fucking go back to Gen 1, right? So you're saying because of you is why oh, they yeah. put Optimus in oh, Gen yeah. 1. And the, no, and the I'm Porsche. saying because of all the Gen Xers that walked out and touched that fucking thing. 
Right. Yeah. Gen one was what was said. So I know it, <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that I was pleasantly surprised with this trailer because it's all gen one. It's the yeah. gen one Optimus. It's RC is back from the original movie. She's back. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, everybody's Gen 1. I was like, fuck yeah. So, yeah, yeah. the Porsche. Who's the Porsche? Is uh, that her? No, that's somebody else. Yeah, that's Jazz. I think so. I think Jazz. Um, but yeah, that's but I'm wondering, like, what's, what do they transform into? Nothing, right? The beasts. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're robots. Yeah, they're beasts and then they're robots. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so that's the whole thing is that it looks like basically they're saying that all of this beast stuff happened before the original Transformers movie. The Michael right. Bay. Well, it was kind of so like the way beast, the way the beast Wars show was, it seemed to me like that was pre mm -hmm. like almost like dinosaurs and stuff time. Like it was yeah. all the animals and there were no vehicles. And mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like a lost world, kind of like the, the Dinobots were in that yeah. shitty movie. Yeah. um where they're just lost in some valley somewhere it sucks that they fuck that yeah. up they fuck that up so hard oh yeah. yeah yeah it's well and then you wonder are they gonna push now for a beast wars movie like like get rid of like optimus will go away and bumblebee and it's gonna be all beast this wars. is supposed to be a trilogy they said this whole beast thing is supposed to be a trilogy yeah yeah so. that's what i but i'm wondering if they're gonna still use Optimus mm -hmm. and all that. What I did like is that it didn't start with all the words came across the screen and it wasn't Peter McKellen reading everything. Yeah. yeah. It was just you read it yourself, even though I heard Peter McKellen in my head. Cullen. Um McCullen, yes. No, not McCullen. Cullen. Cullen. Yeah. That's what I said. You misunderstood <laughs> me. I was talking about McDonald's and then yeah, I saw okay. Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry all of a sudden. <laughs> and then the so the Royale one, with cheese. So the one trailer was Indiana Jones mm -hmm. and the Daily Mail. I don't know. And um, apparently I, I, all I was seeing in, in parentheses was that like the title was like not chosen yet. Like it was just basically saying, I think it's been chosen, but it was some, but forgive me for not knowing. Um, I could bring it up right now. Um, but, the, but I don't know. That's what it was weird. Cause in the e like emails I was getting stating that it was Indiana Jones five dial of destiny. So that's the, tr the real. Okay. Yeah. Everybody was making it sound like it was just a placeholder name or something. So. No. Cause I think then they would have said like a five teaser and they wouldn't add a name attached to mm -hmm. it. Like I'm not going to put that name and then pick another name where everybody will be like, I like dial of destiny better, you know? So well, it's like, I mean, is it some kind of sundial? What is it? But that trailer, I started, well, I said, okay, we're in it. Let's go. Yeah. Right when he jumps from the one buggy to the other, I'm like, that looks weird. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, I'm like, like CGI type. But then I'm like, maybe this is like, it goes back a little bit to what he did before leading up to here. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've made some things. I did hear that there was supposed to be a scene in there where they revert him. They use the technology that they used in the Marvel movies to revert his age so that they can mm -hmm. do a flashback. Yeah, so that thing running on the train yeah. and him jumping from the one cart to the other, I think that's going to be all uh, flashback stuff. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, like he raises, you know, he does his whip to everybody and they pull their guns out. That was funny, but then it's like, <laughs> And it's a guy that did the Wolverine, you know, movie. So you're like, yeah. okay, this has got to be good. If mm -hmm. Logan was so good, but 
also though you see Sala and you see him and you're like we should have just given it up with number five you should have given up with number three like we'd be fine number four mm-hmm. i mean yeah. but um but it's like i'll go see it i'm optimistic mm-hmm. but you know some of that stuff was kind of like the king uh kingdom of skulls or whatever it was called oh, was yeah. uh, crystal skull um where they're like hanging from a car and they're jumping from one car to the other and all that um mm-hmm. but uh and then the other trailer was the guardians of the galaxy 3 and if they kill fucking rocket <laughs> i'm fucking gonna ball my head off and go home and kill myself <laughs> like that's well the thing was though i was i was sitting here going "Ooh, the trailer so i'm watching it and i'm going mm-hmm. there's nothing it i was expecting whatever fucking uh kevin Kevin smith Smith. was saying that made him cry nothing was in that that made me cry so i'm like that's what i was expecting was that trailer that he got to see i'm like so this is bullshit (laughs) i got pissed i was like fuck this so yeah i'm thinking maybe they'll come out with another trailer but there was that part of rocket like you know as a little when they grab him out of the cage and then him like thinking and then all that but yeah it was probably the way he explained it was it's more torture all that stuff that he talked about in the first guardians movie yeah of being a lab rat or whatever yeah so yes are you ready now to get so i just can't wait till making tarantino starts but are you ready to get on with the show yep let's do it all right here we go her friends betrayed her and left her for dead well i wasn't on april 16th i've killed a hell of a lot of people to get to this point is back. I'm the deadliest woman in the world. And has taken a solemn vow. I am gonna kill Bill. You and I have unfinished business. You ain't kidding. Rated R in theaters April 16th. Kill Bill, Volume 2, 2004. The plot, the bride continues her quest of vengeance against her former boss and lover, Bill. The reclusive bouncer Bud and the treacherous one-eyed L Ellie L. I think it's L, like Ellie McPherson. Ellie, I guess it's Ellie. There we go. We answered it. <laughs> there you go. Dun, dun, dun. Stars Uma Thurman as the bride, Beatrix Kiddo. So it beeps at first when Bill's like, you know, Beatrix, mm. and when he calls her Kiddo, you just think it's like a pet name, like Kiddo, but it's yeah. that's her last name. Oh. Uh, David Carradine is Bill. Yeah, yeah. So. That flute that he plays, that's mm-hmm. actually from, he made that in Kung Fu. I was thinking they gave it to him. He mm-hmm. made it. He's a musician type of person. And oh, he made okay. that flute in the 70s when he was on the Kung Fu set. That's so, awesome. Like, that's cool. Michael Madsen as Bud. Daryl Hannah as Ellie Driver. Gordon Liu as Pai Mei. Michael Parks as Esteban Viejo. <laughs> so this almost went to Ricardo Montalban. but he couldn't make the read uh the read through and after michael parks read then there was no question so quentin said on a recent thing he's like yeah that was going to go to ricardo montalban and ricardo montalban was like i can't make it to the read through Mm. so quentin was like that's fine but in a way the way quentin explains it he was a little upset like you can't make a read through like that's the most important that everybody gets a kick out of is going doing the read through before we even start filming yeah, so he couldn't make it. So it was one of those Quentin had read maybe a little part or whatever. 
And when it got to Esteban, he's like, hey, Michael, why don't you take this? And Michael's like, oh, do you talk about beer? Oh, <laughs> beer. Well, he's saying it's like, oh, so fucking good. Like, awesome. give him an award already. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Michael Parks. And I love the, the way that he's like, his eyes, the way he did the eyes. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. He's blank. like, I was like, yeah, that's fucking badass. So like, chill, yeah. Bo Swenson as Reverend Harmony. So he was in like the original Inglorious Bastards. Mm -hmm. And then he was in the new one when we get to that. Like he's in that in a small part. But he's in the. So there was Walking Tall One Mm -hmm. with Joe Don Baker. Walking Tall Two and Three are with Bo Swenson. And um, and what it was going to be was uh, Buford Pusser. The real sheriff was like, I'll do the other two movies. Why don't I be the star? But then he died in a car wreck before they could make the other two movies. Oh, damn. So, yeah. But um, anyway, um, Jenny Epper as Miss Harmony. So his wife that's, you know, next mm-hmm. to him, she's like, this bitch is annoying me. I'm going to go out for a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. As Miss Harmony, Reverend Harmony's wife. So she has performed stunts in over 100 feature films and television series and is perhaps best known as Linda Carter's stunt double on the 1970s television series Wonder Woman. Nice. She was featured in Amanda Michelli's 2004 documentary Double Dare, along with New Zealand stuntwoman and actress Zoe Bell. Entertainment Weekly noted that many consider her, quote, the greatest stuntwoman who's ever lived, unquote. Wow. That's awesome. So I was like, that's awesome that he used her. That uh, double there is a really good, it shows like Zoe Bell on Xena mm-hmm. and like doing her stuff. And she uh, stunted for the bride doing the stunts and stuff. Hmm. Um, and you'll get to know her, which you got to know her in Hateful Eight when mm-hmm. she's like, I'm, I'm Six Horse Judy. And they're like, why do you call Six Horse? Well, it's hard to ride Six Horse. Um, <laughs> Samuel Jackson is Rufus, so he's the organist, in case you missed it, uh, mm-hmm. was to perform at the wedding. Larry Bishop is Larry Gomez, the abusive manager of the strip club at which Bud works. And I told the wife, I go, he could kill everyone in that place. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I know. She goes, he's mean. I said, yeah, he is. <laughs> so his movie credits include roles like The Big Fix, the Savage Seven, which is on our list, mm-hmm. and uh, Grindhouse Database did a thing of Quentin's 20 favorite, and that was one of them, the Savage Seven. Sweet. And as the hook-handed musician Abraham the Hook Saltine in Wild in the Streets. Hmm. So those would be uh, good to find. Uh, Sid Haig as Jay, and Perla Haney Jardine as BB. Fucking, <laughs> like, you thought Jennifer Butters was good no fuck that this girl is a maid jennifer butters is like a dakota fanning where you're like you're not really 10 you're like 25 yeah. this one is like you're acting like a child like this is perfect so yeah written by quentin tarantino story by q and U, which we talked about last week directed by quentin tarantino and like i said before we're not doing recasted anymore Nope. Uh, how did this movie come into your life, Chip? Uh, you pestering me. We got to go see this fucking movie. Let's do this. <laughs> now, like I told, like I said last week, Chip was like, motherfucker, you went and saw Kill Bill 1 without me. 
Now mm. I got to go see it with my fucktard friends who don't know <laughs> anything. And That's then close enough. Yeah. So I said, I better invite Chip to part two. And we went mm-hmm. and we loved it. Mm-hmm. That is true. But yes, listener opinions. You ready to get to these listener opinions? How many we got? Don't ask me those questions. Why don't you wait <laughs> till I tell you? <laughs> well, you gotta have an opinion. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. I hated, hated, hated this movie. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I like it! Opinions vary. Grindhouse Database wrote, uh, quote, two 100% emojis mm-hmm. and a heart emoji, unquote. Mm-hmm. That's all, Chip, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> No. So thank you, Grindhouse Database. Um, I think because everybody answered for one, it was kind of like Grindhouse Database feels like Peter over there feels like, no, it's two films. Like I said, when he wrote yes last time, last week was like, I consider it one film. And like I said, if you ask Quentin, Quentin will say no, but Mm -hmm. we cut it in two and it's two films. Mm -hmm. And my wife was like, yeah, but if you just showed me one and there was no two, I would mm-hmm. be like, fuck this shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, did, did, did you, does she know her daughter's still alive? The end forever. Yeah. Like, Ever. wait a minute. Like, what's going to happen? So, yeah. So the wife's like, and I go, what do you rate it? And the wife's like, I can't rate two films. I rate it as the whole. She mm-hmm. goes, the action was better in the first one, mm-hmm. but the story continued in the second one. And that made it all work better. Yeah. So she said four and a half. I said, for which, how do you, she said, just four and a half. Like, that's what I got. I said, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you ready to discuss this thing? Yep. Let's get it on. All right. This time I got the right thing. It's not, uh, it's not death proof. Uh, Voluptuous women. That's right. Two voluptuous uh, pairs of voluptuous women (laughs) being attacked by Kurt Russell. Yeah. Mm. The pregnant bride and her groom rehearse their wedding. Bill, the bride's former lover, the father of her child, and the leader of the deadly Viper assassination squad arrives unexpectedly and orders the deadly Vipers to kill everyone at the wedding rehearsal. So here's another thing. We talked about it on Jackie Brown. Mm -hmm. We talked about it on Kill Bill. I think there was something on Kill Bill where they talked about the future. On Jackie Brown, we talked about who he's like, you're going to go meet my lawyer tomorrow. Everything will be fine. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, okay, then I'll get in the trunk. No problem. There's going to be a tomorrow. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. All and done. on this one, Bill's like, Bill's like, maybe tomorrow we'll go, we'll go out for dinner tomorrow night or some, mm-hmm. whatever he says, something like that. And so, but it's, it's really good in the acting of her walking toward the outside and she hears that flute and at first she doesn't it doesn't click until she takes a couple more steps and then she's like no that's not in my head that's what i hear and she steps out and she's like oh shit like what's going on and and then she meets you know she's like i work at a store my name's arlene he's like oh well arlene told me blah 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 and you're just like what the fuck? Like, is he going to snap? Like when, are, like, you yeah. know, what's going to happen. It's that thing that Quentin said, it's like a rubber band that he's stretching. Mm-hmm. So you're like, when, when are they going to attack? I know they're going to attack. I know he's not going to change his mind. Well, um, and the worst thing to me is that 
even if there was a slight chance of him calling it off, mm-hmm. it was gone the moment she said that he was her father. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. like the biggest yeah. insult. <clears throat> yeah, because he he chuckles a little and it's like, oh, like if yeah. if he only knew this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill shoots the bride in the head, but she survives and swears revenge. Four years later, the bride, having already assassinated deadly vipers, Oren Ishii, Ishii and Vernita Green goes to the trailer of Bill's brother and deadly viper Bud planning to ambush him. But first, there's that part where Bill shows up to talk to Bud <laughs> and Bill's just like she deserves her revenge. You know, Bucket Sludge deserves his revenge. Um, I always remember that Chip was going to be the Bud in this uh, movie they were going to do. Um, mm-hmm. She deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. And he's like, well, she may be coming. She's got a Hattori Hanzo sword. She may want to fight you. Or are you up to do on your sword fighting? And he's like, no, I pawned that. <laughs> you pawned a Hattori Hanzo sword? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I got it. He goes, it's priceless. He goes, not in Texas. It ain't it's $250 here in El Paso. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Well, and knowing the rest of the movie. Right. I think yeah. it's funny to think that he's just trying to get a rise out of his brother. Yeah, 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 exactly. He yeah. just loves fucking with him. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so, and then having been warned by Bill beforehand, he incapacitates. So that's that thing, too, where the camera goes down. She's under the trailer. She sneaks out real, you know, he's playing an album, playing a record of mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Cash. And then he stops it because he hears something and he looks outside and then he starts it again. And so she's thinking, okay, I got him. And she opens that door and he fucking hits her with both barrels, fucking rock salt right in her titties. So he's awesome. like, that must, that must hurt <laughs> right now. I don't have titties, but it must hurt. Well, in that moment, like the look on her face, her eyes went so wide. And she was like, <laughs> she was yeah. uh, he, he incapacitates her with non-lethal shotgun blast of rock salt and sedates her. He calls Ellie and you can see she's so angry. Like that guy's like, look at her eyes. Like when they pull her out of the truck, he's like, oh man. Um, uh, he calls Ellie driver, another former deadly viper and arranges to sell her the bride's unique sword for $1 million. He seals the bride inside a coffin and buries her alive. So I've told you before about how the wife has anxiety. Both of our Mm -hmm. wives have anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I said, honey, how would you be? How are you watching this? You okay watching this? She goes, yeah. I go, how would you be buried in a coffin? She's like, no, I would. She would freeze up where she wouldn't be able to do anything. She'd just be like, so the anxiety would be overwhelming. And she just, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she would go catatonic and just not move. And um, years earlier, Bill tells the young bride. So then it flashes back. And you're like, oh, this is different. It looks different. It's like mm-hmm. this, you know, and he's uh, there. Uh, well, they're at camping by a fire and you get to see her with him, like her laughing and just so in love with him. Mm-hmm. Like every word he says is just she's into it. Yep. And Bill tells well, it was you. Cool. Right? It was cool, though, because I made a thing where seeing that moment connected with the beginning Mm -hmm. when they were rehearsing for the wedding 
and the way she responded to him and are you going to be nice and everything like that this is before even though she knew what he did what he had her and all the other deadly vipers do she never for once thought that he could be that person to her so in the right. moment when he's with when she's with him before going to Paime, and in this in that moment before they killed everybody yeah she literally had no fear of him yeah she yeah just and it, that's and that's where there's you know we talked before on some other episodes about abusive relationships mm -hmm. it's almost like that where she can't see it but he's not abusive to her but it's the thing of you mention his name to fucking hattori hanzo hattori mm -hmm. hanzo's like i'll fucking give this yeah, even I'll, Jaime I'll... was probably like you're a good student i'm gonna show you the five fingers of death because you may need it sometime because you yeah. can't trust this fuck yeah and uh, and he beat him up when he comes down he's all beat up <laughs> but, but uh years earlier bill tells young bride of the legendary martial arts master paime and his five point palm exploding heart technique a death blow that pi refuses to teach his students properly used the attack is reputed to leave an opponent able to take only five steps before dying so she's just you know he tells that story which is cool you know it went the nod went unreturned and mm -hmm. then you know and you're like oh shit uh bill takes the bride to pi's temple for training pi ridicules and torments her during training but she eventually gains his respect so that part was fun too the wife was even laughing when he's like you speak what do you speak she's like i speak a little japanese fuck japanese i didn't ask you if you know japanese i'm asking do you know mandarin or do you know cantonese and she's like, well, a little bit. And he's like, oh, you're so stupid. Get this sword and like fights her. And she and it's that thing of, you know, the military does that. They break you down to then build mm -hmm. you up. And and same thing with uh, with him smiling at with the rice, like when she goes to eat like a dog and he knocks the roll, the bowl away and then he gives her a new bowl. And she uses both hands to use the chopsticks to get the food. And when she does, he has a smile on his face. And you're like, okay, that's cool. In the present now, the bride uses Pi's technique. So that was cool too. Like a thing, all of a sudden she's got to bust through this wood. You're into that whole scene. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh yeah, she was buried in a fucking coffin. Yeah. I forgot. It makes you forget. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that's cool that makes me think whenever I see it is the thing that I've explained before about Reservoir Dogs, about, you know, that interview about being a writer. When you're a writer, you know that that's how it just happens. Like Quentin says, 40%, he's through a script, it starts writing itself. Yeah. And the thing of, you know, people, this guy asked him, well, how did you know? How did you come up with that scene where Mr. Blonde pulls a razor out of his boot? He said, I didn't know he had a razor in his boot till he pulled it out. Yeah. So I always think of that when it's in this scene, was he writing this and like, how do I get her untied? And she reaches in her boot and takes off her boots and there's a razor and he's like, oh, cool. Or if it was like, wait, Reservoir Dogs, he had a razor in his boot. Let me mm -hmm. do that. <laughs> oh, there's a snake in my boot. Um, <laughs> In the present, the bride uses Pi's technique to escape from the coffin and claw her way to the surface. So before that, though, before it went to that flashback, like that wood 
like that dirt being dropped on the wood just over and over. And you're like, oh my God, like you're thinking like part of you is going, oh, maybe I could get out. Oh, wait, there's more dirt. Oh, wait, maybe not. Oh my God. And this is a brand new coffin. Like, oh, this is good. This isn't like he buried me in an old wood coffin. Like this is brand new. Like, oh shit. Yep. But very cool. Um, um, so she claws her way to serve. My wife was like, that's more than six feet. And I go, well, they buried her pretty far. You saw that he pulled out the ladder that the guy was like, guys, like, help me out, motherfucker. <laughs> and so did you just like me think that the guy that he had digging the hole was the manager from the strip club? No. When I first saw that, I was waiting for the manager of the strip club to come out and be like, because he was like, I'm done. And I thought he'd pull him out and it would be the manager that he's like, oh. fuck you, dig this hole and know that I could do this to you too. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's this little guy. Yeah. Oh, it was very cool. Ellie arrives at Bud's trailer and kills him with a black mamba hidden with the money for the sword. So he's just like, oh, cool, cool. And he's putting the money and all of a sudden he's like, oh, and it just boom, boom, boom. Like it's, it's so quick. You're like, yeah. oh shit. And you don't like her. You like Bud because he said we deserve to die. So you're yeah. like, oh, he's kind of on her side, but he's doing this for Bill. You know, he's like this for breaking his heart, you know. Well, and you don't know the extent until this point of how much she's just not just a killer, but would even lie to Bill. Yeah. She'll lie to, to, it's his brother that she just fucking killed, but she'll lie and say, oh, well, uh, well, yeah. and you wonder, because I was wondering this, because like we said last week, she's always trying to cut corners. Mm -hmm. And how did he even find her? Was she good at one point? And then she was like, fuck this. Like, we'll get to in a little bit. But the Pime stuff, she's like, no, fuck that. The mm -hmm. thing with like, what's funny is she was like, she deserved better when she's talking to Bud. But you were the one that was going to fucking inject her and just kill her right away in the bed mm -hmm. in a coma yep. so uh she calls bill and tells him that the bride has killed bud and that she has killed the bride using the bride's real name beatrix kiddo as ellie exits a trailer so cool beatrix ambushes her and they fight so this fight did this remind you of uh, raising arizona when they're fighting in the trailer yeah yeah yeah, well, and it was cool, though, because I'm sitting here going, like, is every spot, you know, in there? You're not going to be able to get the damn sword out. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would at some point just be like, all right, let's just go outside. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool. And she pulls it out, and it hits the thing, and she, and then she gets kicked and all that stuff. Um, Ellie, who has also taught with Pai Mei, taunts Beatrix by revealing that she killed Pai by poisoning his favorite me meal in retribution for him plucking out her eye after she called him a miserable old fool. Cause she was like, what did you do to get your eye plucked out? Now I thought the bride, when it did that zoom in of her one eye before mm -hmm. they were in the hallway, I thought, Oh, the bride's already figured out. I'm going to go for her eye, but I'm mm -hmm. going to pretend. And, but then it wasn't until they're in the hallway when she sees her eye and she's like, Oh, duh. Like, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah. But I love the part with her being pushed through the wall. She's in, she's dunking her head in the toilet. She does a flush of the toilet. Like that's cool. But it's cool when uh, the bride then finds the other sword 
And she opens it and she's like, to my brother, Bud, the only man I ever loved. And it's like, it's so fucking cool. You're like, oh my God, he didn't sell it. He kept it like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Now they're on, they're on equal ground. Now they're even. Yeah. And, um, and then they're standing there. And, and also when she like, um, the bride loved Paime, like she respected him just like he respected her. Mm-hmm. And that's how she becomes great is not cutting corners. Yep. And uh, enraged, uh, Beatrix plucks out Ellie's remaining eye and leaves her screaming in the trailer with the black mamba. <laughs> so that was cool where she's just like a whirling dervish and you're like, you, aren't you going to kill her? Like, isn't that your, like, don't you want to finish? <laughs> yeah. like, you have this checklist. Like, and, But the um, coolest part is that she walks by and the mamba kind of rears up and she just doesn't even like flinch. She just keeps walking. And I my like, thing is because she's, she's the black mamba. Yeah. And the black mamba's like, oh, respect, you're a black mamba. Like, remember when Vivica <laughs> yeah. Fox is like, I should have been motherfucking black mamba. Mm. And it's like, no, you're the most deadly. She's the most deadly. Like, you respect your own game. <laughs> I would have loved if it, I know it would have added a lot more to the movie and they would have had to ex- have explained it. But I would have loved if she would have been like, the mamba would have bit her or something and pulled back and reared back and she would have been like nothing because she's mm-hmm. immune to it because she had slowly given herself yeah, some yeah. of its venom as she, you know, to make it to where she's like, you yeah, know, I, I'm immune. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been nice. Um, in Acuna, Mexico, Beatrix meets a retired pimp, Esteban Viejo, yeah, who helps yeah. her find Bill. So that's where he's like, he's like she's like he's had many fathers he's had like four or five fathers mm-hmm. and this was his most recent or something and he's like he's like oh bill shoot you in the head i would have just cut your face <laughs> and then he calls that girl over and i'm like oh honey look he's showing what he can do mm-hmm. and because i'm thinking he called the girl over to bring her some water or something but he just called her over to be like see and she's just like and she stops and she's kind of thinking about it and thinking like this guy i should fucking kill him right now but she's like where's bill yeah and so he's finding like oh bill okay he's up there at his house um she tracks him to a hotel and discovers that their daughter bb is still alive now four years old so this part i love she's sneaking up she kicks open the door and bb's like bang bang mommy you're dead and she's just like got tears in her eyes and then uh david Carradine's like fall down mommy fall down and she's like oh and she does the spin and falls down and you're happy for her because now she knows that her daughter's alive Mm -hmm. but also she's still gonna kill bill like she made that decision already so like even though they're postponing it she's still I do love, though, that when you get to that point as a viewer, you're sitting here going, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Like, are, are, you know, yeah. is are she they, really going to kill him? Is she are going they to gonna be a family him? unit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it would have it been cool also if she would have been like, I'm not going to kill you. We should be a family. And then he'd be like, oh, okay. And then waits for him to let his guard down months yeah. later. And then also, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. fast forward boom dead well yeah and i think with someone like bill i think bill would always be on the thing on guard yeah and if ellie ever showed back up totally blind then <laughs> then what do you do um but yeah um 
Beatrix spends the evening with them. After she puts Bibi to bed, Bill shoots Beatrix with a dart containing truth serum and interrogates her. So first of all, she's like, uh, can I watch a video with mommy? He's like, yeah, what do you want to watch? She's like uh, samurai, uh, a Shogun assassin. And he's like, no, no. And she's like, that's okay. We can watch that. And it's like, okay. So there was a, a mo- there was a six movies called uh, lone wolf and cub. Mm-hmm. And then they condensed them down to like a TV movie. Like, so you don't have to watch all six. You can watch like an hour and a half of Shogun assassin. They broke it into a TV show or something. Okay. Um, so, um, so anyway, so that's what they're watching. It was very cool. Um, so when he interrogates her, she explains that she left the deadly vipers when she discovered she was pregnant to give BB a better life. So there's that part where she's like, okay, pee on the stick, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then she's waiting around and she's looking at her face and thinking, looking at her belly and everything. And then she looks and then she's like, wait a minute, holds it under the light of the mirror. <laughs> and she's like, fuck. And then right then there's a knock at the door, you know, hospitality. Mm-hmm. Like, can you leave it by the door? And then she drops it and then fucking gun, uh, shotgun blast through the door. It's like, what the fuck? So technically her baby kind of saved her life in that instance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If she wouldn't have dropped that, she would have still been a little dazed. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill explains that he assumed she was dead. He ordered her assassination when he discovered she was alive and engaged to a jerk he assumed was the father of her child. So what's cool about that is he was like, that was mean of you to do. Like you don't make somebody think somebody's dead. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, but you don't understand. You trumped that when you shot me in the head. Like yeah. it's all, you know, this is why I left you because you would just then want to train her to be a little assassin or, you know, or Ellie might kill her because Ellie's jealous of the love that you give the child or whatever, you know, she didn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, it's, so that's where that part, when that girl's there, that lady's there, she got shotgun, the other assassin sent by the other lady that she's supposed to kill. Mm. And she's like, she's like, I just found out I'm pregnant. She's like, I'm really fucking good with this shotgun. She's like, I'm fucking Annie Oakley. (laughs) fucking like i'll kill you quick and you're like oh shit and um and then she's like okay and then she checks and she's like i don't know what this means and she's like the box is right there and she's like okay i'll i'll let you go then and you know better not be fucking with me and then she backs out and and i like that back out like the door closes and that circle still (laughs) don't see her and then she's like good luck and like (laughs) runs away or congratulations yep the two begin to fight, but Beatrix traps Bill's sword in her scabbard and strikes him with the fight. So that was cool. Like they both pull their swords out. You're wondering like, okay, are we going to do it? Like he says, like, oh, in morning, it's going to be a beautiful sunrise. We'll go fight. And then all of a sudden he goes to pull his sword and she kicks, spins around, catches his sword into her scabbard and then do, 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 do into his chest and then he's like oh shit with the five point palm exploding heart technique surprised that Pi taught her the attack bill reconciles with her then falls dead as he walks away and she's got tears in her eyes because she's like mm-hmm. she loved this man at one point and Which, and that's why i think it was so cool thinking about the previous parts in this mm-hmm. section of the movie was seeing that side yeah 
that, yeah. that side of her that really, you know, thought that he would, he could never do anything bad to her. So, yeah. And then when he's like, how do I look? He wipes the blood off his chin. How do I look? She's like, you look fine. And he straightens his stuff up and gets up and you're like, you could just sit here for the, all your life. Just yeah. sit right there. Never move. Get a wheelchair. Never <laughs> get up. Um, yeah. But he's like, no, I, I did a bad thing. I got to take my punishment. Like Bud said, you know, we deserve to die. Yep. Um, he uh, uh, then falls dead as he walks away. So five steps, but he takes four and then like just crumbles and falls and he's dead. Mm-hmm. Beatrix leaves with BB to start a new life. The end. Yeah, yeah. So that part's cool. Also, where showing not only this emotional roller coaster that she went on when she's in the bathroom, like crying, but then laughing because like all this shit that she went through of losing bill of having to start this new life with her daughter, like this whole just crazy trip. And, um, and that's why everybody's like, Oh, if you do kill bill three, it'll be, you know, uh, Vernita green's daughter coming at you, you know, and, Maybe Ellie Driver somehow like hired a bunch of people, has her own clan now and coming at you. Who knows? Well, and I just figured but that Daryl Hannah did so good in this. Like she yeah. is so good. I love her. I would just figure that the the next movie would just be the daughters fighting each other. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah, that's what people are hoping for. But I think that but, Quentin... but it necessarily doesn't have to be the next movie doesn't have to be about the daughters. It could just be that their characters. In a, right. in a grand scope movie where you realize, wait a second, they're both the daughters and they're on opposite mm-hmm. sides fighting each other kind of a thing. That would right, be right. Bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it could be his, like he said, his universe of like these people in it who know Vic Vega or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't think he'll go that way. I think he'll do something more original. And more recently, he has said the best film he's ever done is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So um, I could see this being a book. I could see him doing this as a book where it's cheaper and you can do more in a book than, you know, so that would be cool. Well, and one thing I noticed, like just really watching these movies, they were perfect for the time, but I don't think they could be, he could have made these now. I think that the movies he's bringing out now are the evolution of who he is and, and, and the time. So yeah, I, yeah. I think that's why he's won, you know, won awards for the most recent because he's evolving and changing and, and getting better. I think these well, two parts of these, of this movie was very much a love letter to all the other movies that he's grown up with and showed, and it was a perfect time to show those like, yeah. You know, tribute to those, but that's. I was watching them going, yeah, this wouldn't work now. <laughs> People be it's like, a, what? It's a thing where times change, but it's also like this went up against, like, I think later on, Punisher overtook it. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is a time when the Punisher came out, those kind of movies, like, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But that goes with every, every single, you know, movies that come out that are weird um, or that are that are just hard to put in a place. Like you couldn't put something out now. And that's kind of why when you think of the Marvel thing, like those are, you can put those out anytime because they're kind of that story. Yeah. Not that they're great, but they have, you know, they have a, a story structure to them. Yeah. But at the 2008 
Provincetown International Film Festival, Tarantino announced that the original cut of Kill Bill, incorporating both films and an extended animation sequence, would be released in May of 2009 as Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair. Screenings began on, but that was in 2009. Screening uh, after screenings began on March 27, 2011 at the New Beverly Cinema. So it only played once, I think, at New Beverly and hasn't played together. Oh. And so it's like, oh, man, that would have been so cool to see the whole thing put together with the added animation, like all this stuff. Yeah. Is there something that sticks with you from this movie? Something special? I think the fight in the in the trailer that's one the burying him shooting her mm-hmm. she i think the, the, the three stuff. things that hit me the three things are him shooting her in the chest with the mm-hmm. rock salt mm-hmm. Pai standing on the blade yeah and her plucking the eye out yeah those yeah. are the three things really that kind of i realized were like the main points that yeah stood out. and um and i read it but you saw that sid Haig was a bartender at the strip club I didn't realize it now. Yeah, he was he was a guy that he was like, oh, he wants to see you. And then it's like, so-and-so wants to see you. And she's like, yeah, the shitter's full. And he's mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, like, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, critical consensus reads, quote, Kill Bill Volume 2 adds extra plot and dialogue to the action-heavy exploits of its predecessor while still managing to deliver a suitably hard-hitting sequel, unquote. Roger Ebert had the best thing to say. Roger Ebert gave the film four stars out of four, writing, quote, put the two parts together and Tarantino has made a masterful saga that celebrates the martial arts genre while kidding it, loving it, and transcending it. This is all one film, and now that we see it whole, it's greater than its two parts, unquote. And then wow. in 2009, he named Kill Bill one of the 20 best films of the decade. Hmm awesome yeah so i gave this movie five out of five i think yeah you got to put them both together and i think they're definitely a five star movie yeah Uh, i think it's five there's nothing that really pulled me out this time yeah it really made me kind of you know it was it was awesome and and i do love that it still had the moment where she's obviously seeing you know her pull up to the trailer and all of a sudden like you know the whole seeing red moment kind of a thing yeah yeah so good the ironside music yeah it's uh yeah it was and i couldn't even imagine remember years ago i was like oh chip i got all these different ideas and you were like just combine them into one like a big kill bill magnum mm-hmm. opus and i was like oh and i tried to do that and i got it in my head and it's very huge and very confusing <laughs> when people look at the outline and go what so yeah. but yeah but anyway are you ready for phil's film favorite of the week yeah yeah. all right it's dirty ho from 1979 (laughs) h-o chinese guess what guess what's gonna be next week i'm gonna get you sucker yeah (laughs) it was a uh it was good um the um it well you know what i was thinking about Sorry, Uh-oh. you got me off on this. You had to mention I'm going to what I did, people. Um, Keenan Wayne's sister, like I always thought, like she was so funny, and I wanted her to go further, and she never. She just like vanished. 
And like we get Damon Wayne's and we get Marlon Wayne's. Where the fuck is she doing some shit? Like she's hilarious. I thought her along with Keenan Ivory Wayne's were like mainly producing. Maybe. Like they weren't they if weren't so, actually acting as much. They were doing right. the producing part because they were the if oldest. So it makes sense. Yeah, he's doing directing and producing. But anyway, Dirty Ho, 1979. It's on my Shaw Scope collection, volume one. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Gordon Liu. This is 1979. Gordon Liu, the guy that played Pai Mei, mm-hmm. played the Crazy 88 leader. Um, so a prince, that's him, enlists a thief to serve as his bodyguard to protect him from assassins. So this part, at first, like the thief has some money. They're at like a like a, a restaurant and the prince has money and they're trying to one up each other. Oh, yeah. Well, where'd you get this? Uh, and then the cops come in and they want to bust the thief. And then these assassins keep coming in and they keep fighting. And then he gets that guy to be his bodyguard, but he's training him in it's those training montages that you, I don't know if you watch Kung Fu movies as much as me where they put like bowls on his shoulders with like candles in them and you have Uh to move. And if you move and the candle drops, you'll be burned by the wax or whatever. So he's got to move a certain way. So all this stuff, all this training stuff. And then when they get to that final fight where like they're, he's pushing the prince in a wheelchair because mm-hmm. the prince now is injured and they like all put out their parasols and all these arrows come in and uh, so good, like really nice. good fighting. So yeah, it was really good. I gave it four uh, stars. So come back for... You saw my car, I saw your legs. Now look, I ain't stalking y'all, but I didn't say it wasn't a wolf. He's got charm. Is there anybody in this place you could vouch for to give me a ride home? Fair lady, your chariot awaits. He's got style. Do I frighten you? Is it my scar? It's your car. And he's got a set of wheels. Is it safe? Oh, it's better than safe. It's death proof. To die for. <laughs> well, Pam, which way are you going? Left or right? Right, right. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Hi. Well, because it was a 50-50 shot on whether you'd be going left or right. But since you're going the other way, I'm afraid you're gonna have to start getting scared. Immediately. From Quentin Tarantino, the director of Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill, comes Death Proof. This car is 100% Death Proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really need to be sitting in my seat. If he likes the way you move, then he decides... The way you die. His method is brutal. His weapon is speed. But his latest targets are about to fight back. <laughs> Let's kill this bastard. You know what king lets you go. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. 
was fun. Booyah! A grindhouse feature. That's right. From 2007, it's death proof. <gasps> yeah. So I don't know how you're going to do this, Chip. I'd like you to watch both. I know that you don't have much time. I'd like you to do like the grindhouse thing, like watch Planet Terror, watch those trailers, watch Death Proof, so you can get that full thing that I got when John I only bought Death Proof. Oh, yeah. Well, Planet Terror is on uh, somewhere. I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime. But if you don't want to, I understand. In my head and heart, I'm going, man, I wish you would. But I understand <laughs> why you're like, yeah, uh, four hours of a movie. Not four hours, but three hours. No. Mm. But anyway, that's how Joe and I saw it. My friend Joe Weedman, we saw Grindhouse. Mm. And it was started with Planet Terror. So it started with like a trailer for Machete before Machete was even a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it went to the movie. And then after the movie was some trailers done by like Edgar Wright and uh, Rob Zombie and stuff. And then it went into Death Proof. Nice. And so it was very cool. But yeah, Death Proof's good by itself. So there you go. Certain movies stick with you. They stay in your head and heart forever. So from all of us at My Sailor Heart, keep watching movies. Whatever you watch, it don't matter. You want to mm-hmm. watch a Marvel movie? You want to watch a Transformers movie? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Watch. Uh, well, well, there's Christmas movies right now. Yeah. We. Uh, it was funny because it just barely started December, and I think it was before Thanksgiving. We had already watched Scrooged. We watched uh, Christmas Vacations, and um, did and you watch? Elf. You, have, you haven't watched my favorite then, huh? No, not yet. I got to pull it out of my box. The ref. Mm -hmm. Everybody Um, go watch the ref. That's right. So, all right, everybody. Uh, Thank you. You got anything to say, Chip? Any movie lines? Anything you can think of? Nope. I just want everybody to watch the ref. All right. That's right. Well, go for it, everybody. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Oh, and also uh, all these, I don't know if they're still on sale, but all these um, Quentin Tarantino movies are like five bucks each like death proof and uh kill bill one and two you can get on a double set on itunes for 10 bucks yep. uh, definitely worth it and uh there you go all right thank you goodbye, goodbye.